When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Good stuff from Andy Markowski. His interview will be posted Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, also the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Mike Babcock earlier tomorrow, uh, we'll talk Joe Burrow with Jimmy Burrow. We say hi to Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, at Evan Bland OWH on Twitter, where you find him, Omaha.com, where you read him. All right, uh, Evan, uh, I'm going to start off with some baseball real quick. And uh, Will Jeske, one of my favorites, love watching him ball at Southeast and also on the gridiron. Uh, got a family connection to him. Really excited for him and excited for Nebraska baseball to get a get another in-state talent. Got Buten back and, of course, now uh, Jeske. Yeah, that's right. They keep working. Uh, it's actually been, I think, a couple of months since Nebraska baseball has had a commitment. So he sort of breaks that, that little drought, and it's not unusual this time of year. But, yeah, I, I think his situation just sort of reminds you that Recruiting's never uh, in any sport, really. It's never dead. Um, you know, he, he, he. I think, I believe he attended the the camp that they just had uh, over the weekend and had been committed to Wichita State previously. Um, infielder who's shown a lot of power during his time with the Knights. So, um, you know, always, always cool, especially when the in-state guys who grew up loving the Huskers gets a chance to play for the hometown, the home state team. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it sort of is a continuation of the pattern that Will Bolt has shown, certainly in his four years here, where, uh, you know, the in-state guys are, are a priority for sure. And, um, you know, even if, if uh, you know, things don't, don't necessarily solidify early on in their high school careers, freshman or sophomore years, um, you know, the, the coaches continue to keep track of those guys. And for Jeske, yeah, I mean, having a chance to, to uh, make things official with Nebraska is a pretty cool deal, and we'll see him – uh, you know, as soon as next season. Evan, with, with baseball season right around the corner, and this might be a, a little early, but what do you think the expectations are going to be with this Husker baseball team this year? In the Big Ten, you're, you're always going to be expected to compete with how much more uh, money and interest this Husker baseball team has as compared to other teams in the Big Ten. So what do you think the expectations are for year three of the Bolterra? I guess year four, but season three. It's been a weird start, hasn't it? I mean, you think about, I mean, his first year was the, the COVID shutdown. His second year they win the Big Ten in a league-only schedule, which was odd, and it started late, uh, but that was one of their better teams that they've had. And then last year, uh, worst winning percentage uh, that Nebraska's had in a season since the mid-'70s, don't make the tournament in Omaha. So you've had some major back and forth um, just in terms of, of the range of the spectrum that Nebraska's had. So, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that it'll end up somewhere in the middle, but it's it's hard to – it's even harder than usual to project. And baseball can be, especially at the college level, can be hard to project anyway. But you've had the transfer portal into that. I mean, Nebraska's, I think, sent 16 guys into the portal. They've gotten six guys out since last season. That's combined. That's the most portal action uh, of any team in the Big Ten. 
So, you know, when when I think when the when the coaches have looked back on what went wrong last season, um, it, it was less about talent and a specific area, although there were struggles in certain areas. But it, it was more about uh, they just never had the sort of the chemistry and the cohesion that that 2021 team had. And specifically, I'm talking about stuff like peer accountability, peer leadership, um, you know, being being selfless in terms of, of how the offense came together. And so, I mean, it was a major reset. And, and you're, you're bringing in, at, to this point, 24 new faces. You've had, I think it's 19 now holdovers from last year's team. So how does that all sort of come together and coalesce? Uh, I think we're going to learn a lot about this team early on in these first three weeks in February uh, and into March when they go on the road, San Diego, South Alabama, and then that that uh, big one in Minneapolis where they get to take a swing at Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. Um, you know, we know, like we we tend to know when Nebraska has uh, a good team early in the year. They they tend to compete and win some of those games, and just by the nature of of how college baseball sets up, that's going to be a really important stretch for setting their RPIs and building their postseason resumes as well. So I think there's a lot of uh, incentive, uh, especially just how things line up for Nebraska to hit the ground running, which makes this next few weeks really important as they iron out their lineups and the rotation and things. But um, you know, I think bottom line, uh, Nebraska baseball, you're always talking about uh, a, a team that contends for the Big Ten, that's in the conversation for a regional. And I think if you were to ask the coaches and the players, they feel like they have enough talent uh, assembled to where they can uh, be in that conversation. Evan, when you look at the next couple of weeks, rotation, bullpen, and lineup, where do you see the most competition going down before uh, we actually get the season underway? Well, I think kind of lost in – what happened last season, the disappointment of it, was the pitching, despite all the injuries, was actually pretty good. And they're going to get a lot of that back, and they're going to add to it. I mean, you think about the fact that guys like Shea Shanneman and Kyle Perry uh, were weekend rotation guys last year. Those guys are going to be coming out of the bullpen in, in a few weeks. They are not uh, rotation pieces. And some of that was, was of their own choosing. But some of it, too, uh, I think speaks to the depth that they're going to have. I mean, they feel like Emmett Olsen, uh, who got a lot of starts down the stretch, is going to be a weekend guy. They have a lot of faith in Jace Kaminska, uh, who transferred in in the offseason. Uh, I'd watch out for a freshman by the name of Caleb Clark as well to maybe be in that mix. And so if it starts with that, that depth trickles down into the bullpen. Um, you know, I mentioned Shanneman. I think he'll be given first crack at that closer job. And so you just have a lot of depth there, and, and especially in this climate in college baseball where power and home runs specifically have just exploded in the last handful of years. Um, if you have a, a group of arms and a depth of arms that can hold some of that down, you're going to be in good shape. Now, I think on the other side uh, is where I probably would still – need to see a little bit more from Nebraska. I mean, again, the offense was what uh, was a big bugaboo for them last year. They didn't have a lot of depth. They didn't have a lot of different ways that they could score. Um, and so uh, we'll, we'll see what some of the additions there have done. Casey Burnham's a, a speedy outfielder who kind of has some tools similar to what Jackson Hallmark did a couple of years ago, um, and they feel like they have some depth there. So we'll see how that plays out. But I think, you know, going in, I feel uh, more confident in the pitching, and it's more of a prove-it sort of scenario for the offense. Evan Bland with his few-minute tail, Varsity Radio. Evan with the Omaha World Herald. Evan, to go to football here and busy week in the Metro uh, with uh, Coach Foley at uh, La Vista South and Central and Bell West earlier this week. Uh, of course, uh, you've got uh, a number of coaches 
in state and out of state checking in on Davon Hall, Daniel Kalen, and Isaiah McMorris. And what's your uh, your thought here on the Flex of the World and Drinkowitz and and even some of Coach Prime's crew coming into uh, the Metro region this week? Yeah, I mean it's another reminder of how how uh, national I think recruiting has become. I mean. 15 years ago, if you had all those sorts of names coming in, it would be, I think, kind of surprising. And you're almost used to it at this point. I mean, P.J. Fleck's been a regular in Omaha uh, for a number of years now. I mean, Urban Meyer's been around. He's been at Lewis Central and Council Bluffs. Um, you know, Kirk Ferentz gets out this way. So I think it speaks to the talent in the metro area, certainly. And, and I think there are, at this point, maybe six or seven uh, 2024 prospects who have Division one offers. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a reminder that, you know, this isn't 20 years ago where if you're in Nebraska, you just kind of assume those guys will come here. You still have to go out and make an effort and build relationships and show why why they should stay. You have to give them a reason to stay as opposed to, um, you know, maybe not giving them a reason to leave sort of thing. So uh, a lot of talent in the area. I think that's that's really started to crop up the last three or four years um, in terms of the, the quantity of it, and, and it's just going to get bigger. So when you see guys like uh, Ed Foley out in the area and Matt Rule making the rounds, like that's that's what you have to do because if you don't, like you said, uh, there are a lot of other major brands coming in, um, and they're ready to, to, to take it out. Is new and track record enough to garner interest? That, that'll open the door, Evan, for Nebraska to build relationships, Coach Rule's really dedicated to that uh can that bridge maybe a a tough season one in a in a lineage of tough seasons i mean you're working on six years of no postseason a lot of these kids don't know uh what nebraska football was when when you and i were growing up and uh we've heard the topic and talked the topic of lost generation at least you have a, a, a new focused uh, new focus by rule and the assistance to to keep everyone in state in state. That said, you still got to win on Saturdays. Right. I mean, I, I think early on, and this is true for a lot of uh, new regimes. Like you have a window in the early going in the first year or two to sell hope to recruits because you're you're new in that place. And, and Matt Rule can speak to his rebuilds at Temple and at Baylor, uh, but he can also very much tap into this idea that. Uh, things can turn around, and they can be part of that. I think that was something else that he uh, likes to to put out there um, to recruits when he travels is, you know, should Nebraska turn things around and uh, be contending in the Big Ten uh, Conference and and be in bowl games and all this, uh, fans will remember those early classes that turned it around. Um, They'll they'll remember those guys who – who stuck with the program when maybe some of the statistics and, and some of the track record would tell them to go somewhere else. And so I think there is a power in that, and, and it certainly it's not universal. I mean, there are many examples of guys who just want to go somewhere else in the country, see something else different. But I do think there are a lot of people um, you know, who, who maybe have grown up and seen Nebraska struggle who wonder, man, uh, if I could be a part of that turnaround, um, you know that's 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 a major deal. That's you're not necessarily just a cog, um, you know, at another program that's had a lot of success, but you can really be remembered and make an impact, um, turning something around at a place that already has the support, that already has the the structure and and everything else that you could want. It just hasn't had that on-field success. And so, um, yeah, I, I think absolutely right now, 
um, with with a new coach that has his own success rate elsewhere, um, I think that message could resonate in the metro and elsewhere in the state. Evan Bland with us, World Herald, Hale Varsity Radio. Evan, about a minute here. Who's Nebraska's biggest outside threat? What program? In terms of in-state recruiting? Yes. Thank you for finishing the sentence. <laughs> uh, you know, I think Iowa still still is right there. They still have probably the biggest track record recently of of taking guys out of the state and, and showing them success elsewhere. Uh, I think Minnesota's probably uh, they kind of want to be that team. They're they're often here. Um, you know, Colorado has shown, I think, uh, a, an increased presence since Deion Sanders has taken over, um, you know, a couple months ago. So I think it's still Iowa, though, right now. I mean, they, they have they – can, they can just show you how they've developed guys, sent them to the NFL um, in, a, in, a, in a climate in college athletics and college football where there's so much turnover. Um, the same guy is still in charge out there um, who's run the same program for a lot of years. So I think there's some uh, – you know, some reassurance in that part of it, too. So probably Iowa and some of the other regional teams. Um, but I do absolutely think that if Nebraska were to start winning and turning things around, uh, it would be a lot easier to start, uh, you know, maybe putting up a fence a little bit more with some of those um, borderline regional teams coming in. Evan, we'll talk next week. Thank you for the time. Thanks, guys.